Hey guys, this is Nikki DeSalvatore and welcome to A Mom and a Mic. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and was created to provide a safe place for women of every age, every walk of life, and every background. My prayer for you is to find solace, comfort, laughter, and hope, and inspiration as we journey through this adventure called Life Together. Today's podcast is actually a very special one to me because it's my first podcast, like ever. You know when people say, welcome to podcast episode number 137, well, this is like welcome to podcast episode number one. So thank you guys for being here with me. My prayer is that the Lord speak through me on today's podcast number one called, because it's one, two, three strikes, you're safe. If you'd like to share today's episode with a friend, just go to amomandamike.com and look for episode number one, because it's one, two, three strikes, you're safe. Also, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me on my Facebook page, A Mom and a Mike. Here you will find words of inspiration, reminders to keep you motivated, and dialogue to get you through the week, hopefully making you smile and laugh. You know, growing up so shy and soft-spoken, had you told me I would end up with a desire to record my voice for others to hear, I would have said you had completely lost your mind. But after a lot of prayer and meditation, here I am, teacher for 22 years, mom of three, and now a podcaster. So thank you for being here with me. May our journey officially begin. Today I want to talk to you about a need most women have in their lives that might surprise you but may resonate with you after we talk, and that is the need to feel protected. In this podcast, I'll give you my top 10 ways to bring back protection in not only your life, but in the life of your child as well. We'll discuss how to be that knight in shining armor for your child, and how to bring back the feeling of security in yourself. As a woman, even before the pandemic, I found myself wanting my husband to protect me. And as my husband, he was always asking me, what am I protecting you from? The funny thing was, 9 out of 10 times, I actually had no particular reason that warranted his protection. I just simply wanted to feel safe. Why was that? Most women have an innate desire to be taken care of. We want the knight in shining armor to ride in on the horse and save us from total destruction. But what we need to realize is that our Heavenly Father is our shining knight on the horse, the perfect gentleman ready at any moment to save us. So many of us spend hours researching the best home security plan or the latest internet antivirus software, and all that's good. But what we miss is that without God in our lives, that extra security is just superficial. We tend to build an invisible wall around us thinking that we ourselves can build a safe place. But without applying the real glue, which is Christ, it's going to eventually come down. So, not claiming I'm an expert by any means, but here's my top 10 ways that will hopefully bring back security and protection in your life. Here we go. Number one, ask the Lord to protect you. Simple, done, finished. You don't need an hour-long dissertation with fancy words in order to ask the Lord. Just ask. God tells us in Psalm 91, verse 7, Though a thousand are dying around me, the evil will not touch me. He even goes on to say, for he orders his angels to protect me wherever I go. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. And I will satisfy them with a long life. So, 
If you're like me, you may be thinking, so what's the catch? Well, the only catch is that you have to truly believe. You have to believe that although life deals us trials, and we all know it will, He is there and will see us through them. What we have to remember is that we've got to spend the time with Him. And simply, we just have to ask. Number two, take care of yourself. When we don't sleep enough, eat good healthy food, exercise, or take time to relax, we feel more vulnerable to life circumstances. So, for one week, I propose that you try my Saturday ritual. First, I take two cups of scented Epsom salts, usually from any drugstore or grocery store, a cup of baking soda, and some drops of essential oils. One of my favorites is bergamot. I light a candle, I get the book I'm currently reading, and I relax in a quiet bath. Not only does this lower my cortisol levels, which is our stress hormones, it detoxes my body at the same time. So if you're like me, I used to feel guilty about taking time out for myself because I felt I needed to be taking care of someone else, like my children, husband, or things around the house. Do we have children running around that need our attention and time? Yes. Are there always going to be something else that needs to be done? Yes. But just like how we are instructed on an airplane to put on our oxygen mask first before helping our child, that concept applies to our everyday lives as well. To be the protector for our children, we must first protect ourselves, body and mind. Number three, clean out a closet. When I say clean out your closet, I literally mean your closet. However, I don't just mean to stop there. Clean out your inbox, apps you don't use, and clutter around the house. Clean out drawers, to-do lists hanging around that you haven't updated, and basically anything you can get your hands on. You would not believe how freeing this will feel. I know most of us have heard the saying, too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing. Well, that statement speaks volumes in our lives when it comes to feeling protected and in control. Sometimes when we have too much going on, we are left feeling weak, insecure, and overwhelmed. Before you commit to a yes, really evaluate it and ask yourself this question. Does it serve me? I'm not suggesting that we are royalty and that it's necessary to be pampered as such, But what I'm saying is it's important for you to acknowledge what brings joy to your life and allow the people and things which are toxic for you to just pass by. Number four, listen to your inner voice. If something in your gut tells you to stay away or to be cautious, listen. Does this mean we are prophetic and can tell the future? No, not necessarily. But I will tell you that there is something to say about our instincts as moms that are as sharp as a metal detector in a field of magnets. I know for myself, nine out of ten times when I don't listen to my gut instincts, I live to regret it. We're so used to going 90 miles a minute. Make yourself stop, stand still, and listen. You will be surprised how clear your answer and your voice becomes. Number five, surround yourself with people who make you feel safe. In a nutshell, if that means you're down to two people in your life right now, so be it. Think quality, not quantity. Number six, turn the light on. Not literally speaking, although by any means that would help, but I'm saying turn your light on. Be kind, and genuinely kind. It may start with just a smile, maybe at the neighbor you may not particularly care for, but don't let it stop there. Plan an intentional random act of kindness. 
pay for the person in front of you, offer to pick up groceries for a friend, or bring your child's teacher a latte one morning. Now, as a teacher, I will tell you, if you're going to do that, don't be bringing some nasty old gas station coffee. If you want to bless their life, make it a Starbucks or Just Love Coffee or something. And no, I'm not being paid by either to say that. Finally, strive to leave a mark on your life, not a stain. In return, you will be the one intensely blessed. Number seven, change your view. Perspective is everything, and it's totally free. Instead of paying bills at the counter, take a laptop outside on the porch. Instead of reading your child a book in bed, make a tent out of old sheets and read with a flashlight. Instead of eating dinner at the table, pack a picnic and head out to the yard with a blanket. Perspective is a powerful tool. All it takes is doing something you always do. Add a small change, and suddenly you see things from a whole different view. This new angle will give you a sense of freshness that your mind may need, providing you with a renewed spirit of peace. Number eight, find some sticky notes. A few years ago, I took the test to see what love language I was. And not to my surprise, I found out that it was hands down words of affirmation. After some thought, I realized that because of this, I have a constant desire to know if people around me are okay. Just that little discovery explains so much of my choices and behaviors throughout my life. As a person who thrives on positive, encouraging words, I decided to write some of these expressions on sticky notes. Some are promises in the Bible from the Lord, some are uplifting cliches, and some are notes from others that touched my heart. Try and put one where you tend to frequent the most. I have several in my classroom and a few around my home. Read them. Speak them. Remember what your mouth says your heart believes and what your heart believes your life usually reflects. Number nine, log it. Keep a journal of what makes you feel protected. You don't necessarily need to write long paragraphs. Just jot down times you feel safe. And who and what the situation was like that provided that feeling. Start with some simple mindfulness. Begin noticing how you feel when you're around certain people or at certain places such as a restaurant, shop, or event. When you're feeling insecure or in need of some extra protection, see if you can hook up with someone on the list or go to that certain place. For me, as silly as it sounds, it's Barnes & Noble's or Starbucks. Why? I really have no earthly idea. Um, Just both stores are just a safe place for me mentally. And all I know is that when I am there drinking a coffee surrounded by books, I'm content and I'm happy and I actually feel safe. On the flip side, learn to tune into your mind and mood for people and places that do the opposite and avoid them. Last, and certainly not least, number 10, be proactive. Try all these strategies and learn what helps you and apply those strategies before insecurity creeps in, instead of trying to recover afterwards. You will find that life will stay more steady if you are proactive instead of reactive. Okay, so now we've talked about how to bring back a feeling of safety in your life. Let's talk about my heart and soul, our children. In my classroom, I have 20 students that depend on me daily to teach them. However, I can't even begin to teach them until I have made each child feel safe. That's how children are. If you want them to care about what you know, they have to know that you care. It's no different with our own children at home. So, 
Drum roll, please. Here are the top 10 ways to make your child feel safe. Number one, just spend time with them. Remember, your time equals their security. So many parents think they have to put on a show with a grand itinerary of events to make their child happy. When in fact, most kids just want your time. Read to them, talk to them, play with them. You don't have to spend a ton of money taking them to amusement parks or dinner. Just be there for them. You know, when my daughter was little, we used to lay on the trampoline and look at the clouds. We would lay there for a while just talking about what pictures or shapes we see. She is now 23 and still remembers those times. Take the pressure off your shoulders and keep it simple. What you'll discover is that those will be the times that matter to them the most. Number two, listen to them. This doesn't mean half listen with a phone in your hand. Children will notice if you are distracted or trying to multitask when they're trying to talk to you. Make eye contact and really listen to what they're saying. This will make them feel important, empowered, and valuable. Number three, be consistent. I always say the fastest way to throw a child into a tizzy is change their schedule. Life happens. You can't always guarantee consistency. However, we can try and maintain their routines as best we can. Knowing what to expect in their day or week builds a child's feeling of safety. Number four, show them affection. I'm talking to dads too with this. Well, I'm actually talking to dads too with all 10 steps, but especially this one. By nature, moms tend to be the nurturing ones. We're the huggers, the give me some sugar ones, and the mama loves you kind of people. But even though we as moms want to be number one in our child's life, and most of the time feel we can do everything, please don't forget the dads. Dads play an extreme role in a child's life, and absenteeism or minimal interaction from the dads is usually reflected in the child, and not in a good way. If your child's dad is not available, call on an uncle or a grandpa to step in and be a mentor. This is critical to their development, and not just for the boys. Girls need a male role model in their lives as well. Number five, let loose and just have fun. It's so important to let our children see that side of us. Laugh, be silly, or do something totally unexpected. Yes, you are the parent, but your child needs to see that you can have fun and let loose. This creates a relaxed atmosphere and gives them an opportunity to open up. You know, many times my 12-year-old says to me, Mom, stop being so cringy, whatever that means. Yet, he's the first one to tell me about his day or want me around when his friends are over. Kids need to see what a work-life balance looks like, and it all starts with you. Number six, praise them. Be specific. Try to limit the great jobs and way to go and instead let them know why they did a great job. Take a minute to talk about what constitutes a great job. You don't want to praise your child just when they're winning or accomplishing a certain ranking. Make sure they know you're proud of them for the effort they gave, the determination they exuded, or the dignity they gave themselves and others when they lost the game or race. Number seven, honor them for who they are. I can't stress this point enough. If you want your child to open up and confide in you, then they have to believe that you accept them for who they truly are. Going down memory lane, I was teased for being so quiet and laughed at because I wasn't good at any sports. And to this day, I'm still girly and can't throw a ball if my life depended on it. 
but that's okay. Someone just last week made a comment like, oh no, you're that kind of girl, as they looked at my phone and noticed a pink cover, cheetah pop socket, and pixie dust charm hanging from the back. Okay, so I'm 48, and you know what? Yeah, I'm still that kind of girl. Listen, we all want to be accepted for who we are. Give your child the same freedom. Don't pressure them to dance just because you dreamed of being a dancer. Don't make them feel guilty for having a personality that doesn't exactly match yours. You be you and allow them to be them. Expose them to an array of hobbies and experiences and allow them choice and voice to decide what they want to pursue. Number eight, show them love with no strings attached. Love them for being your child and only your child. You can be proud of them for making excellent grades, accomplishing goals they've strived for, or demonstrating respectable qualities. However, and this is a huge however, make sure you do not associate their success with your love. God loves us with unconditional love and our children need to feel the same, that same love from us. Number nine, show mercy like the Lord showed you. Discipline is good. Discipline is healthy. Discipline creates security in a child and teaches them right from wrong. However, showing your child mercy also teaches them how to be merciful to others. Think about it. How many times has the Lord shown mercy and grace to you at the exact moment you needed it? How did that make you feel? For me, it's one of the most amazing acts of protection and comfort I could ever experience. Make sure you offer the same for your own child. Number 10. Pray over them. Children learn by seeing, by example. Put your arm around them and pray the Lord's favor and protection over their lives. Regardless of what you think, you are your child's greatest mentor. Even throughout the teenage years, when you think that you've completely lost them, they are watching. They may not still want their baby blanket, but they want what their baby blanket once supplied. Safety. Reassurance. Protection. Show them that they can find all of these things through the one who created them, the Lord. So there you go. My top 10 ways to bring back security in both your life and your child's life, which as moms is so very important to us. As I close my very first podcast, I want to thank you for being here with me. And I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Remember, life with Christ is not a ballgame of outs where every swing is recorded. Rather, it's a continual renewal of security where your heavenly umpire shouts, because it's one, two, three strikes, you're safe. Until tomorrow, my friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you and give you peace. Know that the light in me acknowledges, honors, loves, and respects the light within you. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Mom and a Mic podcast. You have blessed my life by being here with me. This has been a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on my A Mom and a Mic group page, NickStang123 on Instagram, or at NikkiDeSalvatore1 on Twitter. If something spoke to your heart today, or if you just want to be kind, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Remember, be strong, be encouraged, be loved.